Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Elio Canal here alongside the man that's always piercing barriers, Mr. Ben Pierce. Ben, how's it going? I'm good, man. That was, that was one hell of an introduction. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's Friday, which means I'm fresh off a nap, which means I'm good to go. As you, uh, as you very well know from uh, getting ready to come back on here. Yes, and um, well, uh, this week is going to be the go-home shows for Elimination Chamber, which takes place this Sunday from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Yeah, you know, and um, the Elimination Chamber has always been one of my favorite gimmick pay-per-views, mm-hmm. um, so I'm actually I'm quite looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it's it's always interesting uh, to me, especially nowadays, because if you remember um, back when the Elimination Chamber um, first started, it, it was exceedingly violent, and, and it's violence nowadays in the PG era kind of uh, fascinates me because like you, you, you don't expect it. Yep, it uh, was introduced in two thousand two, I believe, at SummerSlam. No, and um, Survivor Series. Survivor Series, right, right, right. But, but it was yeah. 2000, 2002, right? Right, 2002 Survivor Series. The, the SummerSlam you were thinking of was, um, uh, it was, uh, the, that was the second one. That was the, uh, that was the 2003 SummerSlam. Where, oh, okay. Where, uh, Triple H put Goldberg through the, um, plexiglass and then handcuffed him. Oh, okay, right, okay. Um, continued to cave its head in with a sledgehammer. But uh, before we get into everything, we uh, have some sad news. Earlier this week, WWE legend and Hall of Famer Pedro Morales passed away at the age of 76. Ben, what, what, I know I know you're younger than me, and uh, but uh, what do you know or what have you uh, heard of Pedro Morales, if anything? That's a very good point. I, Pedro Morales was a little bit before my time, mm-hmm. um, but I, I have um, seen clips uh, thanks to the uh, trusty uh, WWE Network. And um, as I as I understand it, because I've done uh, research since his passing, he was um, one of the um, first major stars to win uh, three world titles. And of course. Um, he captured the, uh, the heavyweight title in the old WWWF. Yes, um, and uh, he made his debut in 1970, capturing that championship along with the United States Championship, and he was also the Intercontinental Champion. Now, when, 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 when I first heard of him, uh, he was uh, wrapping up his career because I started watching in, in the early 80s. Yeah, you're, you're kind of ahead of me because I, I started watching... I'm drastically older. Wow, I'm not just older, I'm drastically older. Okay. <laughs> yes, you, you have you have a lot more gray in the beard than I do. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so, uh, yeah, condolences to the family of Pedro Morales. Absolutely. Yep. So, um, we will be back shortly with the news, ladies and gentlemen, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we will be back in a few. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and we are going to get into some news from this week. In the, f- the first uh, item we have is the New Day recreating one of the more memorable segments in WWE slash WWF history. I put that backwards purposely. Um... On January 11th of 1992, the Rockers uh, were involved in a segment on 
the barbershop, which was a talk show hosted by Bruce the Barber Beefcake, in which we saw the split where Shawn Michaels put Marty Jannetty through uh, the glass window. And just recently, uh, the New Day recreated that exact segment. And that video is available on YouTube if you want to go and uh, look that up and then go see the original and decide for yourself uh, which one uh, was better. I like the original. And I haven't even well, seen this the one. The original is always better, Elio. I mean, like, look at what happens with movie sequels. Of course. I mean, the new day. They didn't, you know what? The new day have ruined my childhood. I'm very upset. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it's kind of like um, the, oh, what was it? The, it's kind of like comparing the um, the most recent uh, release of Ghostbusters to the original. And um, but, yeah, there's no there's no comparison. But it's not just that. The new day have ruined my childhood because I can no longer eat pancakes. Uh-oh. And I can't deal with that. I think you broke up there for a minute. Uh, what was that? Oh, okay, yeah, I said, I said yeah, because... The pancakes are tucked by Biggie's special appendage. Oh, oh, bad image, bad image. <laughs> Thanks for that bad image, Ben. <laughs> okay. Which one? So let me let me ask you something. Which which visual is worst? I. The one which I just painted, or, or Dewey Foley as the butler uh, slash chef making the pancakes. I think it was the one that you just painted because uh, Dewey Foley. That was just sad to you to use the son of a WB Hall of Famer in that in a segment like that. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, I have to up my game at some point, Zillio, and that was one of those examples. All right. In uh, in another piece of news, uh, we have we had Jimmy Uso getting arrested following an altercation with a police officer in Michigan. Yes, apparently uh, Naomi was driving the vehicle, and then um, Jimmy decided to get out of the car take his shirt off. I guess he wanted to show the cops his impressive tattoos. And, uh, he proceeded to square up as if he was going to fight the cop, which is not, you know what, um, I, I, I know we have a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, controversy going on, um, in a lot of different areas, but I, I don't think it's a good idea to ever square up the cop. It's, it's just not going to end well. So let me just ask you, so this wasn't him causing trouble, this was just him being stupid? Um, well, yeah, I, I think so. Why? So Why? Okay, just get off my screen, that's it. Get off. <laughs> so it, it'll be interesting to see um, how this impacts the Usta's uh, booking. Oh. At, um, at the upcoming elimination chamber, so that that's terrible. Like, why would you do that? Like, uh, and like, if I understand, if it was if, like it was for speeding or doing something different like that, uh, that he would get arrested, but just for like deciding to be stupid. Well, well, apparently, um, when uh, when the cop went up to the car, it. it reeked of alcohol. So, um, that might have played a, that might have played a factor. Okay, well that, ex uh, that, 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 that explains it better. But so, still, yeah, I, I apologize for not putting that in there. But still, what, what are you guys doing? I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know yeah, what to say about the Usos. Yeah, it's just not a recipe 
No. So, what do you say we get into Monday Night Raw? I believe that was it for news, right? Yes, sir. All right, so let's get into Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw came to us from the Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we had six matches on this card. Ah, uh, six matches. And we open up with a, a triple threat tag match in the women's division, the team of Nia Jackson, Tamina defeating Sasha Banks and Bailey and Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. Uh, not much to say about this one. Well, as is becoming the sad reality of Monday Night Raw. In uh, match number two, we had Finn Balor defeating Drew McIntyre by disqualification. Now, Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre worked double duty because they were also involved in the next match, which was a six-person tag with Braun Strowman joining Finn Balor and Kurt Angle to defeat Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre following a segment where Kurt Angle was about to make an announcement before he was interrupted by Baron Corbin. Yes, and, and as um, is becoming the norm for Kurt Angle over the last couple of weeks, um, it seemed as if he was going to announce his retirement, but um, those, those retirements and never seemed to go as planned. No, we, we, we know how retirement works in wrestling. Look at Ric Flair. Uh, yeah, and then he went to uh, TNA and had that very ill-fated run. Yep. Um, outside, outside of that one uh, woo-off with uh, Jay Lethal. Oh, that was yeah. so awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what we're talking about, go on YouTube and look up Jay Lethal and Ric Flair. Uh, yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, you, you will laugh yourself. <laughs> I was there. di- I saw it when, it when it aired live, I was dying. Jay Lethal did such an awesome job of uh, imp- impersonating Ric Flair with all the mannerisms. Yeah, absolutely tremendous. So that's one of our cheap uh, pops for the day. Yep. In the fourth match, we had... A renewal of uh, of a feud from NXT as uh, Ruby Riot defeated Nikki Cross. You know, and to be honest with you, I I, I mean, obviously, I understand why Ruby Riot got the win, and as I've stated on numerous occasions um, on here in the past, I am a gigantic fan of Ruby Riot. Yep, as am given, I. Given her, uh, given her upcoming match against Charlotte Flair uh, at Elimination Chamber this weekend uh, made perfect sense. Now, uh, however, uh, however, I, I am also uh, completely in love with uh, Nikki Cross. I just think her character is very, very different and very, very refreshing. So I'm, I, I'm looking forward to see uh, where they go with her, and I don't, I don't think this loss her turn in, or in any kind of way. But have they decided uh, where they're putting these guys? Is it Raw or SmackDown, or is it still undecided? Um, well, I, I think it's still undecided. The, um, the latest news with the uh, Raw like tag team panels uh, <laughs> indicates that um, those are going to be defended on both shows, so I don't know if they're, they're going to follow suit with um, the women in general, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they do away with the brand split once again and uh, merge the two shows. It seems like they do that. Every and then in a, and then in a couple of years, and then in a couple of years, we'll see the brand split reemerge. Uh, well, yes, I mean, I mean, Elio, as a as a long term wrestling fan, would you really expect anything? Different. I mean, nope. we already we already know we already know that uh, what's gonna happen. This is the WWE we're talking about. Very very good. <laughs> so we're on the same page. Here. We are, and on the in the fifth match, it was Dean Ambrose defeating EC3, which which was an eye roll of a, of a of a move for me. And if I if I could steal your iconic line for a minute, for a minute there. Oh. I'm going to insert a now look. Oh. 
into the, into this scenario, and and it should be noted, ladies and gentlemen, I think that is my inaugural uh, now look. <laughs> I think I've always left that to um, my esteemed Canadian co-host and fellow cerebral palsy kamikaze, but I just couldn't uh, resist uh, adding my own spin on that because um, to have uh, Dean Ambrose defeat. Um, EC3 when he's clearly on his way out of the company. Um, it's just kind of a head-scratcher to me. Um, but I, I see big things in the future for uh, EC3, so... Yes, I, I... I get it, but at the same time, I don't. I, I like EC3. I like uh, this version of EC3 better than when he was Derek Bateman. And looking back now, he looks so different without the long hair. He looked ridiculous uh, in his first run. Well, yeah, well, and, and they, they didn't really book him well either. I mean, no. Kind of, um, I, don't, I don't know if, if you'll remember this, but it kind of um, reminds me of uh, Fandango's original run. In, Johnny uh, Curtis, Curtis, yep. With his uh, ridiculous punny uh, uh, phrases or whatever. I'm yeah, not going to paint myself in a corner. No, that's just terrible. And then he, he would like stare at himself in the mirror. It was kind of... Yeah. No, what was, ridic what was the most ridiculous was uh, him pouring milk on himself saying he's not going to cry over spilt milk. Yo. Uh, when, you, when you informed me of your lateness, uh -huh. you know, uh, it was a clip from the aristoc aristocrats and the yeah, yeah. like, sigh. That, that was my thing <laughs> when, uh, when that promo was happening. Oh, man, okay. <laughs> and in the main event, it was a Rod Tag Team Championship. The Revival finally capturing the Tag Team Championships by defeating Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Finally, after weeks of making these, having these guys lose to all these teams that they are so much better than in-ring performance-wise, they finally gave these guys the belts. Ben? Okay, can I sound off on this for just one second, please? Go ahead. Well, first, first of all, I thought hell had frozen over. I, I thought there was a there was, there was a break in the in the time continuum. I I, 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 real, I really thought that I had entered another dimension because I just I I I I, I damn near fell out of my chair. And had it. Um, I was I was toasting my Mountain Dew in in, in victory much. Now hold on, I have a question though. Was your toast the a Stone Cold Steve Austin style toast? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I I put the um, I put the towel over the back of the wheelchair. I uh, I I covered up my arm because for those of you that don't know, I have, I have a brand new tattoo. So if um, which how is your arm doing? Oh, it, it, it's much better now. But oh, if, it's um, not hamburger meat anymore? Uh, no, but it, I'll tell you what, if I had poured Mountain Dew on it, oh, that would have stung like a bitch. <laughs> so we, we avoided that one, but uh, suffice to say, I was very, very happy with uh, the revival winning. Yes. So that is your Raw Report review, and this was, of course, the go-home show for this Sunday night's Elimination Chamber taking place from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. And we will be back with the WWE SmackDown Live Report, which, of course, is SmackDown's go-home show for the Elimination Chamber, and we will be back with that shortly. Absolutely. All right.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we are going to get into our the SmackDown portion of the show. And here with the SmackDown Live report is Ben Pierce. Ben, take it away. Okay, so uh, the, the latest edition of SmackDown came from us, came to us from the Huntington Center in Toledo, Ohio. Holy Toledo. Uh, and the show kicked off. Uh, yes, what, and wasn't that segment lame? We'll, 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 we'll get into that in a minute. Oh, oh um, you know, you know what? what sorry, sorry, before you go on. You know what, I have to say, I kind of did miss this, even though I was supposed to cover it, but my, my stream dropped. So I didn't really get most of the show. Well, well, did so, you source it? Yeah, so you'll have, you'll have to help me out here uh, with uh, what I missed, and that part that you just said, talked about, that we'll okay. get into. Well, I, I, got, I got to cover Don't worry, about it. Okay. So... The show kicked off with Carmella and Naomi mm -hmm. uh, defeating. This is the in-ring action portion, of course. Um, Carmella and Naomi defeated um, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, along with uh, Mandy Rose and, and Sonya Deville. Okay. And then, and then I believe that the next segment is is where we had the. Uh, Holy Toledo um, segment, if I if I remember correctly. If I get that wrong, I, viewers don't roast me. Um, I, I kind of tuned out on this problem. I, I, I was just joking when I said Holy Toledo. I didn't even know that there was a segment that actually said that. Uh, yes. Um, so, anyway, uh, Shane McMahon and uh, um, The Miz came out to host Mick Miz TV. Oh my god, okay, I thought I, I thought I thought I misheard that, but then I went back to hear it. Again, Mick Miz TV. <laughs> what? Right, and so um playing off the, the Valentine's Day theme, uh the Miz and, and Shane were kind of playing this how how well do you know me? Oh my god. Usos. Here we go, romance alert. Brothers. We're brothers, we know everything about each other, what we know, what you know. And so, um, so as it was the, as it was Shane and Miz's turn, uh, Miz was feeding, was feeding Shane the answers behind his hand, uh, every time he asked a question. It was just terrible. Um, but but before we got into this uh, kind of weird segment, you know how Shane McMahon always does does that, like you know, what's up Ohio or like where where wherever they're at. Yep. Um, or like what's going on. Yep. <laughs> he he kind of did the same thing except um, one of one of the questions that was was asked. Um, on this uh, kind of what turned out to be a game show segment, almost was um, what's your favorite um, minor league baseball team? <laughs> and of course, of course, um, he said uh, the Toledo Mudhens, and, and then of course that led to the uh, Holy Toledo. Uh, oh my um, God! Outburst by by both the Miz. And um, and Shane. At which point, I I just did exactly what you're doing right now. <laughs> and, uh, buried, like, buried my head in my hand. It was just like holy crap. Um, but then uh, af after that, the show really um really picked up steam. And uh, I have to tell you, uh, before I get into the view of, of this gauntlet match. Um, this was one of the best go-home shows I've seen, period. Aside uh, from that terrible segment uh, we, we, uh, we just hadn't lived through. Yeah, uh, yeah aside from that. Um, but any, anyway, um, so the, the theme of the night was Kofi Kingston. Okay. Because he was the, he was the star. Mm. 
of the entire gauntlet match. He was in the ring for over an hour, and, and let me tell you something. You know, this this um, push in this match was originally supposed to be given to Mustafa Ali before he was uh, removed from the elimination yeah. chamber due to injury. That's, that's, that's sad. That's sad. Cause yeah, I, really, I really like Mustafa Ali. Yeah, I, I felt bad for the guy. He's really been on a roll. Yeah. Um, but that being said, you know, with um, with unfortunate circumstance for one comes opportunity for another. And let me tell you, Kofi Kingston stepped up to the plate and hit a grand slam with this thing. Um, because he just absolutely killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he defeated uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, Jeff Hardy, who did not look good in this match. One can only hope that he's saving his efforts for the Elimination Chamber, but he did not have a good night. And uh, Samoa Joe, um, before um, before being uh, submitted by uh, AJ Styles. Um, but, you know, I, I can't say enough about Kofi's performance. If you... Uh, if you weren't lucky enough to see this gauntlet match, I uh, I encourage you to go back and take a look. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, even though uh, Kofi didn't win, I actually really liked the ending because uh, uh, Randy Orton did a sneak attack of AJ Styles from behind and hit the RKO out of nowhere, which was just uh, perfectly fitting to to. Uh, um, Orton's character, so I, I just, I really enjoyed that match all the way through, and like, like I said, it was one of the best um, go home shows I've ever seen. Now uh, I have a so question. It, no, it, it got me. <laughs> I have a question. Um, I'm sorry. No, I have a question. I'm Randy Orton. Now Randy Orton won, but so what? What? What was this gauntlet match set up for? I'm not even sure what it was set up for. Oh, oh, I, I'm, so I'm sorry, I should have said that beforehand. So, the the winner of this gauntlet match gets to enter um, the, uh, gets to enter the chamber last. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Randy Orton is so awesome. That was, right. Okay. So, that was the entire focus of, of SmackDown, so that's pretty much the re- review. And I gotta tell you, I love it when when one match gets a lot of time on the show because mm-hmm. it it really allows for effective storytelling. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not a fan of, I'm not a big fan of gauntlet matches, but I really I like them better than uh, triple threat matches. Well, I think triple threat matches are just overused. Yeah. But. Um, we don't get a lot of gauntlet matches, so um, done correctly, I think they could be really, um, really, which I think, which I think it was here. Um, I'm not sure if it was as good as uh, the one last year that uh, Seth Rollins won on Raw, but it was still very good. Mhm. And so now, um, oh, go on. And, uh, so now we get into, um, our Elimination Chamber predictions yes. uh, for this weekend. Okay. Very good. Let me, uh, pull that up. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing right now. Actually, I'm curious to see what, uh, the theme, the theme song is. Okay. Alright, well, the theme song is Don't... Stop the Devil by Dead Posey. Well, alright. I'll look that up on Spotify. <laughs> I'm, yeah. so, I'm so a big fan of, like, themes, so I like to look the, up the pay-per-view themes for that month. Then find them yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. It, um, I've actually used it to find, um, to really cool artists. Past. You know, um, if uh, have you uh, heard of Uncaged? Yes. 
the WWE themes. Yes, I have. Yeah, they have a whole series of them on Spotify right now. Oh, I will have to go check that out. Yeah, they yeah. If you check them out, they have like a lot of like unreleased uh, material there. Oh, oh, that's awesome! I don't know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks, thanks, thanks for that heads up. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, do you have the result? The lineup? Yes, sir. Okay, so let's get into this. Um, Elimination Chamber comes to us on Sunday, February 17th from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. And we have... Go, yep, go on. I'm, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. My bad. Oh, no, I was just going to say, we have two Elimination Chambers. We have the Women's Elimination Chamber and the Men's Elimination Chamber with... The only difference being that in the women's elimination chamber, we will see the crowning of new women tag team champions. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not. Have we ever seen a tag team match in a um, elimination chamber before? I, I don't think so. Uh, no, we no we have not. I've never I've never seen a tag team match in the elimination chamber. Um. So I'm I'm interested to see how that works out. Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh. Okay, but before we before we jump into that, we also have um, some other matches on the card. So um, let's jump into that. All right. And right off, right off the bat, Elio, I ha I have to give I have to give you a now look. Uh oh. <laughs> because, because once again, we're going to have a. Championship match on the pre-show. <sighs> now look. I, I get it. I get it. They're trying to get people to watch the pre-show. Let me just assure you. As much as I pay WWE pay-per-views, and I do because I I love wrestling. Period. Um, I am not a fan, as we've discussed, of having any championship matches on a pre-show. And no one is going to sit there and watch a two-hour kickoff show. Just, like, cut it down. Go back to uh, to the old format. None of this I mean, two-hour kickoff show garbage. I mean, do you, I mean, do you remember how long the, uh, the Royal Rumble was? Just, like, without the pre-show? Well, like, so without the pre-show... The Royal Rumble was long. I'm sorry. Uh, well, how long? Without without the pre-show, the Royal Rumble was five hours long. Gee, I uh, yes. I I just I was I was struggling by the end. Yes. So I I can't afford I can't afford the, these pre-shows. I think I think it's just a sign of me getting old. <laughs> I, I start to fall asleep. Which, which is, is ironic, really since since I'm the old man of the podcast. Which is which is really weird, considering that I'm thirty and I, and I'm a good looking thirty. You know, no, no, nobody ever, um, has ever said, you know, hey, you look like you're thirty. The age guesses I get are always between uh, twenty two and twenty six. Wow. Uh, yes, I'm, 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 I'm that drop Billy Gordon. <laughs> okay, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Cue my music, Sherry. <laughs> uh -huh. So, let, let's see. So, we have, uh, to, to kick off the, the, the pre-show, we have the Cruiserweight Championship, uh, with... Uh, champion Buddy Murphy taking on Akira Tozawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, let, let, I'm, I'm kind of confused because, of course, um, you know, I think Murphy's going to win. Yeah. Uh, that, that's obvious. Um, to me, at least. Um, but I'm a little bit confused because, you know, Murphy is a very, a very good champion, but he's just not being featured enough. Um, you know, and, and like, so, the, the, 
the um, the sparsity of this title defense is, I guess, because a lot of them are on the preachers, so I don't see them. It just almost makes me forget about them. Um, but um, but that's not a uh, that's not a slant against Buddy Murphy because I I'm, um, he has the potential to be great and a, and a huge star in the future. So I would definitely have to pick Buddy Murphy. Um, to retain the title. Mm, yeah, I'm taking Buddy Murphy as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, as much as I would hate to give you a consecutive now look situation, I'm just I'm just looking at the card. I don't know which one you're looking at, but I'm on the one um, on CBS Sports. And... and the one thing I did not want to see has popped up on my screen. Uh-oh. <laughs> now look. <laughs> How oh, many more of these oh. Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin matches do we have to see? Oh, no. Again, <laughs> I'm not in it. not just any match. It's a no disqualification match. I don't understand it. Can somebody just have Braun Strowman kill Van Corbin? We never have to see this again. Yes, it's enough already. Well, of course, I'm taking Braun Strowman. Van Corbin's certainly not going to win. Uh, unless Drew McIntyre helped him out. Anywho, I still think Strowman, so... That's yep. my pick. What, um, what do you think? Yep, Strowman. He's going to kill Corbin. <laughs> uh, well, one can only dream. <laughs> you know, um, er, early, earlier uh, when we were off the air and you had your, um, and you had your uh, phone call with, you, with your brother, which, which I was, I don't know if you heard me, but I was laughing my ass off on the other um on the other side of the computer. Oh, I heard I, I heard you because I kept looking over. I, I was pounding my fist on my desk. I was having quite the moment. Uh, I was feeling quite jolly, but we, when you came back uh, to Earth, I was playing the Jeopardy theme. Yes, I know this. <laughs> I, well, I know you know, but I'm, I'm just I know what I'm saying. I know. I know this. And Jeopardy, ladies and gentlemen, I come back from from break to the Jeopardy theme. Yes, and I, I think um, I think that is what I will be doing uh, during this Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin match. Well, at least it wasn't the Wheel of Fortune theme. Well, no, <laughs> uh, of, of course not. I have some class. <laughs> Um, and then, okay, so, we, we digress. Yes. Um, but the next match listed is, um, the Raw Women's Title match. Mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. Okay, I had a, I have a question about this. Because I thought I was seeing things when I saw this on Instagram. How did this come about that Ruby Riot got a championship match? Um, well, because it was announced on Twitter. Okay. And then, and then, and then Ruby Ryan had a problem with that. And then she posted an in-character in, in tweet. I'm calling WWE for that. Okay, yeah, because I, cause so, like, I, I use Twitter, but, like, I don't really, like, follow, like, many, twi- many, uh, People on Twitter, so I, that's why this was this was a surprise to me, learning about this match. Well, I, I yeah, and I'm pretty much the same because, you know, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a Facebook and Instagram guy. Yep. Not necessarily by choice, but I mean, I just I hate Twitter, so if I have to use yep social media, I use the other two. Yes. Um. And I. Th- I think um, it's fairly obvious that Ronda Rouse is going to retain the title. Yeah. Um, but having, having said that, 
Um, as we mentioned earlier, and I can't, I can't remember if it may be, be air on, on this, on this, um, cut of the podcast or on the previous one we had to, uh, start over, but I'm a, um, gigantic fan of Ruby Riot, and I, I do think that she is criminally underrated. Yep. So, while I do think that Ronda is going to get the win, I hope that this is something uh, for Ruby, because I can very easily see her um, being the champion down the line. Yes, uh, I'm going to take Ronda in this match, as much as I like Ruby Riot, but... I think uh, Ruby is going to take the championship down the road sometime, somewhere. Yes, so we're, we're, on, we're on the same blade ones here yep. so far. So what do you have next? And then, okay, so we have the next match is um, uh, The Miz and Shane McMahon versus The Usos versus SmackDown Tag Team titles. I don't know what to um, say about this after what uh, went down with the Usos. Uh, yeah, so, but, uh, you know, it, it'll, it'll be interesting, but if, um, if history is any story, uh, when, um, when Jay had his, um, drunk driving incident back in, uh, 2010, uh, they still won the tag team title, so I don't know if that is going to impact the booking as much as I think that it should. Um, I, I just, I don't, I don't think you reward that kind of behavior with a, with a title run, but okay, nonetheless. Who are you taking? Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to take, um, Nick Miz. Miz? Is that, is that their name? I, I guess. Oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, that's what they, that's what they announce themselves as, as, um, on Nick Miz TV. Nick Miz TV. Oh my god, it's just so physically painful. Okay, I'm gonna go with, uh, Mick Miz as well. Okay, and, and here, um, the, the next match just, quite frankly, pisses me off. Oh. Um, and, and I was not aware that they were having this match, but I don't, so wait till I tell you what this is. For the Intercontinental Championship, oh. we have not Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor, but no. Bobby Lashley Who? Versus, Le- versus Leo Rush. Versus Finn Balor. Wait, say that again? So instead of it being a singles match between Lashley and Balor, it is now Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in a handicap match versus Finn Balor. Why? Shall we just skip this match in protest? Yes. Yes. I'm going to take Finn... I'm taking Finn Balor, though. I want Finn Balor. He might win. Um, they might do something, but I think there's going to be something uh, happens in this match, but he won't win by a pinfall. All right. That's all. Uh, if I have to pick, I'll go with Finn Balor, but I'm, I'm, I'm still... That's all. Yeah. Still- I'm still logging a silent protest. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to another uh, tag team we hate um, is the women's tag team championship match in the Elimination Chamber. Now I I am I am fascinated to see how this works out because as Me we too. mentioned earlier, um, there's never been a tag team. Uh, Elimination Chamber match. Mm-hmm. So, I'm very interested. Um, so, this sees Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Nia Jackson, Tamina versus the Riot Squad versus the Snooze Fest that is the Iconics. That's nothing against the actual people. 
the actual performers. I'm just talking the the booking of the Iconics um, versus um, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville and Naomi and Carmella. Um, so who do you think takes this one? I'm going with that. You know what? It's a toss-up here. I'm. I'm gonna. It's between uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks and um, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Is uh, finding uh, is looking something up. Um, so uh, we are. I'm, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna pick um, uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Okay. Yeah, I like these two. I I like uh, Sonya Deville. Yeah, she she's underrated. She kind she kind of got lost in, in the shuffle. Yeah. Uh, have to go with the thing of Ryan somehow. Yep. Did you count? That's way too much. I'm sorry. They're not. Don't you know they're not pay per views? They're called specials. They're network specials. Yeah. No, that's the ones that we have every two or three weeks or whatever. 
Well, it's whatever it is. It's just enough. Yep. Because um, we have we have fast lane after this one, and I I personally think that Elimination Chamber should be the last pay per view before Mania. I Me just I don't I don't understand why we're having two pay per views before WrestleMania. Neither do I. It's just head scratching uh, to me. So that is. But yep. So that is the. Um, that is the. That is uh, the car elimination chamber uh, lineup uh, Sunday night, February 15th. The Houston, um, te Houston, Texas, the Toyota Center. And that wraps up the show. Should we bring this to a close? Yes, we should. All right. So for for Ben Pierce, this is Alu Canella saying we're signing off, and we will talk to all of you fans next week. Ben, do you have any last nope. comments? Nope. All right. Just uh, we'll be back with um with our elimination chamber reactions next week, and possibly a whole bunch of now looks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Alright, so Ben, uh, I will talk to you off air. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, have a great week, and we will talk to you all next Friday. Very good. Hey.